coveted class of 2024 guard Boogie Fland is set to take an official visit to Chapel Hill next weekend for live action with HD. Why on earth does everyone want this kid so bad? And can RJ Davis, who's from the same high school, help land his commitment? You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Tuesday, September 20th, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch every single day. Please don't forget that the show is free and available anywhere you get podcasts, so you can subscribe for free right now to make sure you don't miss a second of your team every day. Great to be joined today by Jason Jordan, Sports Illustrated's Director of Basketball Recruiting. It's just been such an honor to get to have him on every week and to get to get great <coughs> intel and inside information on all these recruits and things going on. And speaking of, we'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. Okay, Jason. So we are getting very close to late night happening all across the country here in just a couple of weeks. And one of the players that will be in for North Carolina is class of 2024 guard Boogie Fland. What a stinking cool name. You love yeah. that. And uh, what love to talk about him here today. Yeah, definitely. One of the best uh players in 2024 obviously most people know that um but i think most people don't know that he's <clears throat> potentially the best two-way point guard in that class meaning he can he's dominant on the defensive end on the ball dominant on the ball defender and he's only getting better in that regard and um you know obviously he's got all the tools on the offensive and i'm sure most people know about that but three level score um high iq point guard He's quick and fast, and most people don't realize the difference there. But it's <laughs> important to to point out that um, a quick and fast point guard is. I'll give you a great example. Um, Kendall Marshall was fast. He wasn't all that quick, right? Um, <laughs> but he could play fast. But in the first three steps for a point guard, especially a point guard that plays like Boogie are very important and he's getting by his man in those first three steps, but then he can increase his speed after that. So um, that isn't something that, you know, you think that happens with every point. It's not true. Like it's, it's, some point guards have one or the other, um, uh, but he's, he's got both. And, you know, uh, definitely that's, I think one of the, the best parts of his offensive game, because it starts everything because, you know, after that, then he can use his IQ He's a brilliant playmaker, great size, 6'3", legit 6'3", maybe inching closer to 6'4". Um, but, uh, you know, a guy who had a very productive summer on the EYBL. So I think he averaged 17'5 five and 5 of PSA, which is very hard. He's won a gold medal. <laughs> I mean, we could go on and on. He's an NIL, NIL pioneer in New York, you know. So he's um, he's got all the, you know, Louisville just offered him to, it's actually, you know, we're filming this on Monday. Louisville offered him just now. 
Um, so and literally, you got a text as we started. Literally, right <laughs> in, in this very moment. <laughs> um, kind of Louisville uh, extended the offer, and I don't think that's it for him on big, big blue blood offers. So um, I think those will be coming down the pipeline in the next couple of weeks. But um, yeah, one of the best players in 2024, and it's very important. You know, obviously he has the R.J. Davis connection. I'm sure, we'll talk about that, but um, he's one of the ones that. Um, I think and he totally would thrive in you guys' system. So, you know, I understand making him a priority in that class. Yeah, absolutely. And several things to touch on there. As you said, there's a connection with RJ Davis. We'll get to that in a second and uh, how he would fit into this North Carolina system. Yeah. But first, I want to go back to something you said just with that, <laughs> uh, the, the speed factor and being fast versus quick. And I think Kendall Marshall is such a great example of that because when you think Kendall Marshall, you just kind of think, oh, he's this plotting guard, not right. quick. And really all he had was his vision. But yeah. uh it's just not true. And um, when talent evaluators such as yourself and coaches are looking at these young men, particularly guards where speed is uh, obviously it's important for every player on the floor, but particularly yeah. with guards, which is like, how do you rank the echelon of that? Is it more important to be quick, more important to be fast? What, or obviously the combination is great, but if you can only have one or the other. That's a great question. I would say quick. You know, um, because, you know, especially in the um, in the way that you all play, just moving the ball up the court, um, you know, the pass can make up for your lack of speed. Sure. You know, um, but if you're by your man with him on your hip, especially in the half court set, then the world opens up for you there. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, if you're a high IQ guy and you have a quick first step, you're going to thrive, you know, especially in the half court and where you can make up the lack of foot speed is, you know, getting the ball ahead, which is like I said, the way you guys like to play. So I would definitely uh, lean toward quick um, if I had to pick one. Okay. Interesting. Love that. Thank you, Jason. Good insight there. Now uh, you also said that Boogie would fit very well into North Carolina system. What are two or three things that really stand out to you that make you think that truth? Well, he plays fast, you know, and he, he likes to get the ball out and, um, push it up the floor. I mean, most guards do, but he's a guy <laughs> who, right. But, 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 but also most guards are ball dominant. Now he is too, but he's going to make the right play all the time. Not sometimes, all the time, you know, <laughs> I'll give you USA basketball is a great example. I mean, okay. when you join that team, you have to, um, you know, get, we're all five stars. We're all elite. Sure, That's sure. out. You know, and that's the USA guys will tell you, um, you know, the uh, the the um, coaches and the you know administration there at USA. That's one of the things they preach at the um, at the, the the camps is to, you know, you got to get rid of that elite mentality, you know, and with no prima donnas here. So if I need you to dive on the loose ball, I need you to do that. You know, if you score 30 a game, that's great. Everybody scores 30 a game. So if you can be a lockup defender, I need you to do that. So he really took on that. I mean, he only averaged like four points a game, but he was one of the mm -hmm. best players on that team, one of the most impactful players on that team. And he's um, a key reason that they won the gold medal. So, and he's fine with that. Like he's, he's a guy who's really wired like that. He plays for Munch at PSA. Most people know who Munch is in this world. Um, so he's, um, he's a guy who um, definitely uh, preaches that as well. And so, um, you know, Boogie, 
Boogie's wired different than most five stars. Like he doesn't, he's not the guy that's like, I need 15 shots. You know, I need 10 assists. It's just whatever we got to win. But, you know, a byproduct of that mentality is that he's going to be very productive as a passer. He's going to be very productive in the offense. Um, he's going to be very productive as an on-ball defender. So, but um, I just think he drives, thrives as a playmaker. And then the mentality tends to be infectious with him. So um, it, you know, disperses toward the teammates. And I've seen that for years with him, for sure. Man, that's good. And that, obviously that's the kind of person you love running a team. Oh, and, yeah, and Absolutely. So with that, Jason, of, of that kind of teammate first mentality and getting the ball out, would you project him at the D1 level as more of a classic point guard or more these guys we're seeing this day that's like, yeah, I'm a point guard, but I can drop 25 when I need to. Like, where does he fit into that? I think he wants to be a point guard. I think he likes the ball in his hand. Um, <laughs> I don't know that he, he, he probably from the mold of, you know, I think, I think we'll do better with, with me, with the ball, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't, because it, but it's not because I'm going to, you know, uh, uh, what was the kid's name on Friday night? Life? was it? Oh, it was booby, right? Give booby the ball. So it's not, I thought I was about to say Boogie. booby miles, but, booby miles. Right. Right. My guy, booby miles. But, um, you know, it's kind of like that, but it's not because I'm going to score. It's because I'm going to make the right play. Like I'm going to um, do the extra pass. I'm open, but oh, he's really open. I'm passing. <laughs> yeah. You know, the guy's closing in, you know, when we're rotating the ball on, he's going to make the extra pass to the really open guy. Um, you know, so he's that, he's just fits that mold. Like he's, he's a team first guy. Um, the only thing he cares about is winning. Sure, and sure. um that's what you want from your lead guard. That's Absolutely. What you want from the extension of the coach on the floor. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, that is the only thing that matters is the yes. scoreboard at the end of the game. Yes. Well, Jason had talked just a little bit ago about the connection between Boogie and RJ Davis. We're going to unpack that more in just a minute after I tell you about upside. From cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts, and it really hurts. That's why I've started using Upside, which is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. I legitimately use this every time I go fill up with gas, and it saved me so much money this past summer with all the crazy gas prices. I promise you, it really does work, and it's super easy. So to get started, use the free Upside app and get my promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. And then claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Simply check in at the business, pay as usual with the credit or debit card, and then get paid right through the app. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the app store. So download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCK to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Again, that's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. Boy, Jason, for real, if you don't use this thing, you need to. It's so cool. And <laughs> yeah. I get all this money off my gas. It's great. I do. Well, I do use Upside. Great. Okay, great folks. Great at <laughs> Jason Jordan using it himself. Love that. So 
when you look up Boogie Flan's profile, you start to notice some geographic things that stand out. And it's like, hmm, why have I heard this before? He's from White Plains, New York. He's from Archbishop Stepanak High School. If it sounds familiar, it absolutely should, because it's the home of R.J. Davis. And if I'm not mistaken, Mr. A.J. Griffin as well from Duke last year, who uh, lit up Carolina in a game and then got shut down by Leakey in a couple other games. So, man, Archbishop, they have this pipeline going on down to the North Carolina area. Uh, what what um, is helpful in having a player already from this high school and the possibility of recruiting a teammate of his? Yeah, well, familiarity. You know what I'm saying? Um, definitely, that would be the key thing there. And then not just that, it's, hey, um, you know, we kind of play the same position. You know, there's an easier sell there. We kind of <laughs> yeah. play the same position. And I'm telling you, man, woo, man, this offense, you know, you know you're my guy, right? Um, we know each other, you know, you're, you're t- we're, you know, same school. There's a the connection there. But it's bigger when you play the same position and you can speak because you can speak authoritatively there and say, yo, man, I'm going to give you the real. And, you know, it's going to be, I'm sure he would give him some, you know, good, good. And I'm sure I can't imagine what would be bad. I mean, he's thriving <laughs> there, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah but I'm yeah. sure he would give him some things to think about, but I'm, I'm imagining 99% of it is going to be glowing. Um, I know he has a great, uh, RJ has a great relationship with Hubert Davis. So, um, yeah, it that that's a, a great sale. So case in point, like you know, if let's say Duke offers Boogie, right? Yeah, yeah. And same thing. And they uh, haven't yet, right? Is and that they correct? haven't yet. No, yeah. Kansas, are, Kentucky, a whole host of people. But everybody Duke has hasn't Duke hasn't yet. Um, so it, if AJ, um, did I say that AJ? Yeah, yeah. So if AJ's like, yeah, come on, man, they go on this visit. You know, I'm in town. You know, I'm in the NBA, but I'm in town for this visit. You're coming on. And it's like, yeah, man, Duke's great, Duke's great, Duke's great. But it's like, eh, but you don't play my position, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. you, you don't know my you don't know my plight, you know? <laughs> so then he goes to, uh, you know, the late night event. RJ's there. RJ plays this position. He can give him the gritty, real, raw of that. And, then, you know, it's the most important position on the court. Um, and so I think that does matter. That does matter. Like, those are – Usually I'm the guy that's like, ah, man, that stuff don't matter, man. Them kids don't be thinking about that. Nah, I think they think about <laughs> this. This is one of those ones where that's not extra to say that um, because I think it really resonates. Um, so to have that uh, familiarity with uh, being teammates and then, uh, you know, the, 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 the next tier of playing the same position and saying, oh, man, you can do this in the offense I'm telling you when you see things you, you can avoid, you know, uh, abort the plan and he likes you do this and play up your instincts and stuff like that so yeah that's a big that's a big one for you guys i would say okay so folks keep just just watch rj and boogie interacting yeah. next friday at late night which jason just touched on and and that's a question i want to get to as well and since since you went there let's go ahead and do that yeah. is how how important is it for programs to get players in for late night. So for North Carolina, we know Zayden High is going to be at late night on an official. We know now that Boogie Fland is going to be there. What what is that environment like? Yeah, well, especially especially for you guys, um, because you know most people are picking you guys to definitely be at the Final Four game, not buying mm. tickets, <laughs> um, and potentially to win it all. So you know, obviously, the hype for you guys is 
is through the roof uh, to start off the season. So, um, and people, people want to be associated with the big dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a fact. You know, everybody was excited about Carolina's run. They were super exciting team last year. Y'all have exciting players. You have, uh, I like to call them high personality guys. <laughs> this, this is mar- a marketing dream, right? Yeah, Obviously. yeah. Uh, Mondo is Mondo, right? Everybody loves him. Um, Caleb, everybody loves Caleb and his uh, cockiness on the court, which I think is a great thing. That ain't negative. I think, no, yeah, yeah I absolutely. It. I love yeah. it. Be clear. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, you got uh, the top transfer, you know, y'all have an amazing team, no doubt about it. And people want to be like, yo, I was at, you know, I was at Carolina this weekend, you know, Franklin Street, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was at the event for, you know, the favorite team because you guys are going to be on ESPN twice a week, you know, and not that you aren't anyway, but I mean, right. there'll be, you know, it, this even is more so. Yeah, so this yeah. is a marketing dream of a time, especially in the preseason. When it not not as much is going on, um, and then you know, it's like I think you guys are going to add names to that Midnight Madness list over the next week, right? Um, because people want to see what's up. People, you know, like we talked about with um, obviously your counter. I hate to keep talking about it's fine. Your counterparts it's fine. over there, yeah. but they're having a good, a good run recruiting wise. But I think you guys potentially could have a, it, like, this is the, this is the time to capitalize on all that marketing. And so and Hubert Davis is, is uh, very seasoned in this regard. And I'm sure he's going to do everything he can to capitalize, but I think it, it's a real opportunity to, um, to sell guys and, um, to sell what you guys are pitching, right? Um, because your fan base is one of the greatest fan bases in the country. And yeah, really all you have to do is get them in the house. That's it. And that would be my selling. Just come, just yeah. come, just yep. come. I promise and, and you. You'll see. Yep. And, and you've got people uh, doing that and come and not even who you expect might, might commit or, or yeah. do something. And then all of a sudden they turn around and do it. Now, recently Carolina lost one of those players after his freshman year to Auburn. And uh, you know, sometimes that happens, but uh, it is what it is. Now, one of the things Boogie has said about his recruitment is that he would like to take it slow. Yeah. And um sometimes that can be a good thing. Like if you're behind and that gives you a chance to catch up, sometimes it can be a bad thing. It's like when you're the front runner, the front dog, and it's like, Hey, let's not take it slow. Let's go ahead and get it. As you look at Boogie Flan's recruitment, any ideas, Jason, on how you see this playing out uh, time-wise or um, a commitment timeline? Yeah. So I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago about this specific thing. And um, I do think he's going to, take his time um I don't see it ending I'm thinking next you know I'm thinking he's gonna be I potentially think he could be a spring guy okay um because I know that he's gonna take his visits but I mean we have a lot of time you know so these I would say right now I would say spring guy but let me see where he's at after a couple visits and then I think he hasn't gotten all his offers so um and I know I know that he wants you know, writer first writer refusal, you know, so he wants to, to be able to pick from everybody. I, I, I don't think he's leaning anywhere. I don't think um, there's anything going on with that, but 
you know, and I talked to him. I said, well, are you worried about the transfer portal? You know, you being a 24 guy. Um, and he was like, nah, I, not really, you know, because at the end of the day, I'm just wired. Like I've, he's never been, this is what he said, never been given anything. Like, so if I have to come, I'm not afraid to come and earn yeah. playing time. Even as I don't have an ego like that. This is what he says. So, you know, if I got to come in there and fight a transfer, but I assume I'm going to a school that has a really good chance at winning. So I'm sure I'm going to have to compete. So I'm not going to, that's not going to move me one way or the other. So I do think he's going to let it play out. Um, I'll say that you guys have a really, really strong opportunity to leave a lasting impression. And I'm confident that you will. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's just another feather in his cap of why you want him on your team. A guy that is team first, that's all about the W and that's like, yeah. I don't, I'm not owed anything. I want to come in, right. pave my own way and show why I'm one of the top ranked players in this class. Yeah. And just again and again, showing why Hubert Davis wants somebody like that. Yeah. Speaking of Hubert Davis, one of the things that's interesting to me, Jason, I want to get a little bit historical here. Um, Carolina has this long-standing New York, New Jersey tradition going all the way back to Lenny Rosenbluth, one of the great scorers in North Carolina history, the, the cornerstone of the 1957 undefeated North Carolina champions. And then uh, all through coach, coach McGuire was a New York guy bringing in everybody uh, who was there before coach Smith. And then you start to see some of this connection again, Cole Anthony recently, RJ Davis, who we've talked about, Simeon Wilters from New Jersey. You get all these guys, and then you start to also think about Hubert Davis, played for the Knicks, talked so often about how much he loved his time there, wished he could have essentially played his whole career there, um, has said he'd like to get North Carolina playing at MSG every year. Carolina will be there this season for the CBS Classic against Ohio State. I believe they're scheduled to play there again for another um, one-off experience in the 23-24 season. And so I, I know it's not geographically right there, but is it is this a, an important thing that Carolina could have a, a New York City resurgence? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think I mean, sure that, that I bet I think that stuff comes in waves too. Like, I think, it, you know, I, I know that he has strong ties there. I mean, I think uh, Masseroni at Stepanak, I mean, I know they have great relationships, but he has great relationships. If I'm being fair, he has great relationships <laughs> with a lot of, a lot of blue blood. I mean, you sure. Stepanak gets some, I've, we've listed three uh, yeah. um, McDonald's all Americans and they'll yeah. continue to get the best players in uh, New York state. He does a great, Pat does a great job there. But, um, yeah, there are definitely connections there. Um, you know, uh, I know PSA Cardinals, they once again, but, they, but they have to have connections with, I can't say there's a pipeline because we just named two players that are on opposite ends, right. polar opposite right. ends that went to different school, you know, so it's, it's, and they both played for PSA as well. And they both played for, uh, Stepanak. You know, and they both went, they both hated each other during the season. <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, everybody wants a pipeline in New York. I'll say that. And the reality is you, you do have, a, you do have great connections there, not just with Huber, but, you know, uh, uh, Sean May has great connections in New York. Um, and, uh, you know, I Jeff, think Jeff Lebo has been up there for boogie. Great connection. Coach Davis. Yeah. 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 Um, so I, 
do I think like it's like a re- yeah I mean well, Carol at the end of the day you're North Carolina let's just let's just call that what it is yeah and yeah. you're always gonna have connect now they're gonna be stronger you know I, your alumni base is big up there as well um you know so I think those but do, does it play a part with players and it's all about relationships and you mm-hmm. have them so yeah yeah for sure but I I, I wouldn't say like I, I stopped. I've always stopped short, short of saying like, like this is a trend. You know what okay. I'm saying? Like yep. when Absolutely. people ask me stuff like that, because I know that <laughs> I know that coaches tell me like they throw around the best. Like this is my guy, title. You know that's my guy. You know, I, but then I hear them say it about ten more guys in the same <laughs> in the, at the same tournament. You know what I'm yep. saying? Yep. Like, oh, no, this is really my boy. He was your guy, too. But no, no, no. This is really my guy. And the next day, no, no, no. This is really my guy. So I think as long as you have the the the, the relationships and you do, and they're, and they're firm and strong, I think you're going to be good, especially in that in that region. Yeah. Yeah, good. Thank you for that feedback. Yeah. Jason, speaking of relationships, I think people often wonder, like, how how do coaches go about that? How often are they contacting things like that? And so uh, a quote from Boogie Flan that stood out to me, I believe this was in um, Adam Zagoria's write up of Boogie Flan's visit to North Carolina. He said, quote, Coach Davis calls me every day. He does his share, just like everybody else in the NCAA that offered me. And I think that can be enlightening to fans out there wondering, like, what it, what all is it that a coach has to do to build these relationships you're talking about? Um, and you read that and people think, wait, are is that hyperbole or is he being serious? Hubert Davis is calling this young man every every day and he does his share just like all these coaches. So for these young men, are they really fielding calls every day and text messages from these head coaches and assistant coaches that have offered them and are still trying to recruit them. A hundred percent. Yeah. Now you got to feel the kid out because I'll give you a great example. Um, <laughs> so get John Calipari is not that guy. It's like he, he tells kids all the time. I ain't gonna be calling you every day. Like, you know, I, I, I'm a grown man. <laughs> I'm not going to call you every day. You know, like I, maybe my, somebody will, but it ain't going to be me every day, you know? Um, and then you have kids like, I'll never forget, um, I'll tell this is a throwback name, but y'all were on this kid, um, Shabazz Muhammad. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That's the old school there, but, um, he was the number one player in the class. I think it was, ooh, I'm about to mess up. Oof. Was it 2012? I'll look, you keep talking. I'll look it yeah, up. I think he was back then, but Shabazz used to tell me all the time, look, I tell the coaches all the time, no, don't be calling me every day now. <laughs> you know, I ain't got, I got to work. I, you don't have to call me every day. Please don't. Um, and so I know, I know kids that say RJ Barrett used to say that as well. Interesting. Um, so you have to really listen to peel out the kid and what kind of personality they are. And um, I think as long as the kid does not say that, then most coaches are going to make some a text or a call every day. So you're going to have to back a coach off um, if you don't want that. But Boogie's open to that. So um, I think there's contact made every day. Now, he said call. So I, knowing Hubert Davis, I believe that he probably does <laughs> call him every day, um, even if it's just for a brief chat. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a lot. And this is what I'm saying. Like I, when I talk to kids all the time, I'm like, you know, how big of a relief is it that it's over? Oh, my God. You know, it's, it's really like I get headaches and 
And then it's like draining to talk because I'm even like, I don't want to I don't like to talk on the phone all the time. Cause maybe no. cause I talk all the time for work. Sure. I, the, <laughs> the kids, kids are like, yeah, I don't want to talk like about, and then you're going to say, say the same thing. The coach said it's a lot, a lot of that, you know, it's a dream come true, but it's also a lot. And then, set, and then you got to talk to a guy. It, there are level, there are so many variables that go into this stuff. Like you, then you might have to talk to a coach that, you know, you're not going to the school, but you got them on your top eight. And so and maybe that's for a reason. I don't know. Um, but you got to talk to them and you got to hear them out and, you know, that kind of thing to kind of yeah, play yeah. the game. Sure. Uh, and be kind. And yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. Uh, Muhammad was class of 2012, by the way. Yes, I got that right. Good. Yeah. So way to go. Nice yeah. job. Just, But yeah, it's just so interesting. I think uh, people are always wondering about those inner workings. And it's just so uh, interesting when you get a little peek yeah. behind the curtain to see like, oh, yeah, just what is it these coaches are having to do as well as the, the recruits themselves and their yeah. families and all of that. I'm with you, man. I'd be like, listen, we're good. You don't have to call me every day. Like, like that's probably a relief to the coaches in some ways. Like, yeah, oh, no good. Thank sure. you. Like it yeah. is, but then they worry. And like, yeah, like who's on him? Somebody, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's almost like the girl that you like. She's like, <laughs> dude, you know, uh, let's just take a little break. I'll call you. Don't call me. It's you, not me. You know. Yeah. It's like, oh, she's talking to uh, me. Yeah. Kind of Gosh, uh, it's a crazy world, the world of recruiting, but Jason Jordan lives in it, and that's why he's here to help us figure it all out. Jason Jordan, thank you so much, as always, for joining us. Thank you. Look forward to the next one. So we'll keep tabs on Boogie Fland and all these other Class of 2024 recruits and what they do. Thanks so much for joining us today. It's been great to be together. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels. You can follow Jason at Jason Jordan SI, and you can follow me at Isaac Shade. You can get more on the ACC by making Locked on ACC your second listen of the day. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of Locked On take you around the conference in 30 minutes, five days a week. Hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday. Can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. Pat Kilby will be here with me as he always is. But until then, I want to remind you that it is always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Until tomorrow, peace! <laughs>